0: Actually, a lot. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW for void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
1: Hello, you miserable bastards, and welcome to the Misery Hunters podcast. My name is Jamie Coburn, and joining me today is Craig Devine. All right. Sam Smith. Happen. And it does say Jamie on his title but it is Mark Jarb Hello <laughs> Just want to be me That's what it is yeah. <laughs> Who doesn't uh, we'll, we'll talk about the season uh, as a whole and a wee bit but first we'll mention or we'll discuss the 0-0 the thrilling 0-0 uh, against Dundee United and we'll go to our representative who was at the match and that was Mark uh,
2: Yeah it, it was a a better game to be at than the the previous one I'd get into, which was one of the the draws against Hamilton, which was a very drab evening, whereas it felt like there was a bit of I don't know, at least a bit of decent football on show at this one. Um of of the nil nils that we've we've sat through over the course of the, the year and, and longer. I'd, I'd say this was one of the more exciting ones. It looked like there was a a goal in it pretty much the whole way the whole way through, either for us or or against us, so you know that there was aspects of it that were kind of end of seasony, if you want to to call it that. But um, for for a lot of it, I felt like we were definitely up for it. the The first half in particular, I thought down the the right, we were we were very strong. I thought Connolly looked as bright as he has for for quite a while. He certainly had the beating of of Robson um, for the first maybe half hour, thirty five minutes or so. And some of the stuff that that Flynn was involved in, kind of quick passing, sending. Sending Connolly beyond the last man and, and finding him, and you know we're just doing really well to pick out space. where you can tell when you're, particularly when you're in an empty ground. You can hear, you know, everything that Goodwin's saying, and absolutely relentless on individuals to press the ball as soon as we're out of possession. So it's, you know, if, if we're losing the ball at the right back, then he's straight on. He's straight on Jay Henderson. He's straight on Brophy to go out and cover. He's straight on Erwin He's on Erwin constantly, telling him to move and actually telling him to drop deep. Quite a lot of the time, um, which I, I think um, I think gives you an idea of what he's trying to do and, and maybe where some of his frustrations been with some of the kind of more more passive performances we've put in um, more recently. But certainly for for the first half and some of the second half, I thought it was a, a good performance from us. I thought we we did what we could to try and, and push them back. And there's a lot of decent players in that Dundee United too. I don't think they're they're world beaters, but it's you know, it was never going to be a a procession. I think the the five-one earlier in the season was a, a special result, to be honest, um, and and this was this was probably closer to where we both we both are at this point in the season. But um I a good game to to be at, and just a, a shame that there wasn't a a Brophy goal, which it looked like there might be to to top it off, um, and and get there. But the a kind of reasonable end to what's been a kind of funny season for everyone.
1: I think it, it was really <coughs> refreshing to see Brophy. Um, start, um, he did link up quite well with Lee Irwin which might be interesting to see next season and um, to just see him shooting from everywhere which is what everybody knows of Eamon Brophy is is he'll shoot as soon as he has his eye on goal it's something that I'm quite excited about next season, hopefully that's his injury behind him and he can get a good pre-season under his belt and kick on
3: I, I tweeted the same after the game just after they came off and started saying that I thought it was the best he's looked and it was just good to see him kind of sharp he's got really quick feet he managed to get a couple of decent shots off I think one of the ones they came in they took the ball round Jandro Fuchs at the edge of the box and I fired it off target but it's good to actually see a striker have his up and kind of as you said can we just fit anywhere just shoot you know you think I think our problem this year have not really took enough shots and obviously kind of hold saying as you don't a ticket, you don't win the raffle. It's good to I think they was really unlucky with the one that uh, I think it was Doohan tipped over the bar in the second half. And I think I was really pleased with the 60 minutes they put in. They liked up pretty well with Erwin, as you said. And I think if Erwin is going to stick around next year, it's maybe something you could kind of put up with. If Erwin's going to knock down and get a few assists off him, then he'll at least have
4: contributed a bit more than he
3: has this year. Mm-hmm.
4: Hope that doesn't come to fruition, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Right in there. I think a lot of people
2: talk about the, you know, they, they constantly taking the shot on almost as a, a negative mm-hmm. for for Brophy, and, and there was a couple of shots, you know, right at the start of the, at the second half. I, I think he he had a couple of kind of snapshots which, which didn't really trouble the, trouble the goal, and then you're kind of almost getting sucked into thinking, you know, this is you know like there's got to be a better option, and then right before it gets taken off, there's that one that, that Sam mentioned where we're doing just. tips over the bar and you're like, well, I suppose that's the price you pay for getting one of them and getting that close is that you you try it, you know, maybe three, four, five times and for all the the good stuff you can talk about strikers that we've had playing for us for, you know, one, two, three, four seasons, we we don't score enough goals and the only way you're going to score more goals is by having more shots on goal and Brophy looks absolutely capable of picking out goals, which which other strikers just don't. uh, It's really refreshing to have a striker whose first instinct is drop the shoulder, find a half yard and then get a shot on goal and see what comes from it, as opposed to, um, you know, like Abika or or Erwin or I suppose you could go back to Marais before he was maybe getting a little bit desperate towards the end and and taking more shots on. The the instinct was almost to take the ball in and kind of slow things down and let people catch up and then maybe find the ball out and see what we could make of it. You know, a, a, a cross into the box, and if something scuffles about, whereas I'm much happier having Brophy as your, you know, your kind of leading man. With if, if he can find the space to get, you know, even a, a shot with like quarter quarter back left behind it, he'll do it, and we'll get goals off the back of that. So I'd, I'd say that's a real positive going forward.
1: Mm-hmm. We'll talk about some of the talking points during the match. Um, another penalty shout, another handball that we we didn't get. It seems to be a common trend this season.
2: It was a uh, hard one at the game. I, I didn't. I, I think I texted you guys to to ask if that was was there because I, I think a few of the players mentioned it, but the game just kind of carried on quite quickly after that, and it didn't look as if it was a major, you know, a major blunder. It wasn't like Goodwin was was right on at the right on at the the referee. Is he, he? tends to be. He did it did have a he did have a bit of a pop at him, and then have a pop at the linesman after, and you were wondering if that was maybe going to end up in him getting sent back up to sit with. Sit with Gordon Scott, but um, no, it, it didn't look like there was a big fuss about it, but having watched it back, it's it's nailed on, surely.
3: Aye, somebody should have made it. I I'm not really sure, entirely sure who it was. It was near uh, Kerr Smith in the box, but I'm kind of a bit miffed as to why somebody didn't shout for it. I mean, it was as obvious a uh, shout as you're going to get. He's completely missed the ball. He's heading. Seemed uh, a few people in the like, sports scene kind of say, oh, it's not a penalty, did not they mean it? He still made his cell look kind of bigger, so let's take you Michael Stewart.
1: Yeah, like the amount of times that people say oh, hand, his hand's not in an unnatural position uh, well that time it was so like, make your mind up what you want this rule to be
3: aye it's just a stupid rule it's, you can't smash the ball away with your hand and expect to get away with it. I don't care <laughs> if it didn't mean it or no he's cleared the ball away and to be fair I'm sure actually I've just looked back it was Erwin that was near so maybe he wouldn't have scored He'd I knocked it down for Brophy and Brophy would have scored
1: yeah, you never know. Um, well, you said that you, you don't get away with that kind of thing, but they clearly have this season. Just ask that, Ryan Porteous or the number of them. John <laughs> Boyle.
3: Get away with in that league. game. Mm-hmm.
1: So, um, we could have had maybe another shout for another penalty with uh, Eamon Brophy. At the time, I think we were kind of just saying that he probably took, should have took the shot earlier. Yeah. Um, was that that's decision? I can't even remember if that was the same decision. Uh, it was, I uh, should,
4: should have definitely hit it a wee bit earlier instead of just kind of yeah. taking the extra touch. But no, nah, I thought kind of maybe at the time probably looked like a penalty, but kind of watching it back, nah.
1: I don't know, I'm the opposite. Different. I thought at the time it wasn't a penalty. Now that I've watched it back a few times, I'm like, hmm, maybe, maybe it's got a wee bit of a case.
2: That was the the most noticeable bit for me about being in the stadium pretty much myself. The only mm. one with a, a season ticket in the in the back pocket because as soon as that happened, I didn't care how close it was to actually being a penalty. The hands were straight out. And I was like, I fucking rev you! And then realised that like it was me and a couple of scouts and the boy that does the, the betting alerts for Bet365 like, I should probably just button it and
4: sit down, actually. And just Funny, it. It's a lot easier sitting watching that on half speed on YouTube, watching it back and going, nah, fair enough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Aye.
1: <laughs> um, anybody else got any other points to bring up in this game or should we just kind of move on
3: can we talk about how cringy the player of the year awards was after that, oh <laughs> that, that was
4: bad? fact that they had to pull it up twice the first time was bad enough
3: <laughs> aye I've never seen I felt really bad for like, Jack man. I've never seen a guy look so uncomfortable but just like so like, really simple questions about the season so far as Ali kept saying even though the season's done but <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, a uh, uh, big fan of the Gennaro advert as well so uh, whoever made that deserves immense credit because that's probably my favourite <laughs> advert ever
4: a topper, wasn't it?
1: <laughs> I remember just sitting watching it going what the what, what?
3: Uh, it's <laughs>
4: Realm I stepped into.
3: Um, I'm Um sitting watching it with my girlfriend too. is isn't really big on football doesn't really bother about it, and she thoroughly enjoyed the production value <laughs> um, the, um,
2: the red cards probably worse oh um, yeah <laughs>
1: See, season's <laughs> the, over we finished 7th that's, that's cool that was yeah, a card who card. cares right, let's move
2: on despite what the, um, Mickey Mellon says yeah, I had the, the privilege of sitting and listening to Mickey Mellon explain to three different journals one after the other mm-hmm. after the game that Jamie Robson's just no that kind of guy and apparently the kind of guy he is is also not the kind of guy that likes to drink venoms, but, but there we are <laughs> Um, he just kept saying not that kind of guy all he's done is had a poor touch and then he's had to go for the ball. We would all have done it. And, you know, the referee's just trying to ruin the game there and you should let players go on with it. And I was almost thinking, like, maybe this wasn't as bad as it seemed in the, in the ground. Because, like, the I think everyone, other than the, than the United Bench, everyone seemed pretty convinced it was a red at the time. It had that kind of feeling. And then I've gone back and watched the highlights after it and it is, like, an absolute nailed on. Stuck on three months in Berlin any red card is bonking. Is that not one of the
1: worst football cliches there is? I hate that when he's just not that kind of guy. Who, he did it, so maybe
3: especially I, when he is that kind of guy. Uh, Jamie Robson is that guy. Aye, if there is a guy out of any of the twenty-two players on the park, a guy who drank a venom in a car and videoed himself doing it is definitely the type of guy who's making a tackle at like that.
2: The only surprising thing is that he didn't Snapchat making the tackle and then claim he didn't <laughs> <any> do it. <laughs>
4: <laughs> um, but yeah, so, one of these what was that? Sorry, and you'd, you'd love one of these managers to commit and go,
1: I ah,
2: did mean it. Aye. <laughs> you really meant it. Fucking idiot, him
1: I'm <laughs> glad you did. <laughs> Jim Goodwin just to go, oh, Do you know It reminded me of me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have finished seventh, our highest position uh, since 1989, which is we've got to admit, pretty decent. We kind of touched on it last week about the disappointment with the Cups and the disappointment of not finishing in the top six but when you actually take the season as a whole where we were at the start of the season when we had that pretty bad slump how we are not in a relegation battle the progression has been made and that's all you can ask for
4: Absolutely yeah. I think for me I would have been really disappointed if we hadn't finished in seventh yeah. Like even taking into consideration how absolute bug shite we were post split apart from maybe one game um, I think it would have just been a total kind of um, squib of an end to the season if we'd ended up 8th or 9th because what, what all you can aim for if you've not made the top 6 as best of the rest anything else kind of just seems a bit you know poor mm-hmm.
1: I'm really glad Motherwell didn't get in there because they've been pretty fucking waffle would not
3: they I'm very they glad they've got a couple of weird supporters on Twitter that have a strange obsession with St Mirren. so whether it was on goal difference or not, it was good to see his finish above them mm-hmm. that one's for you Paisley Steelman 'Cause I know you listen,
4: but I thought <laughs> obsessed weirdo drinking venoms in your taxes. <clears throat>
3: <laughs> nah but it was good too. It's, it's, I think it's the highest finishing of everybody's lifetime, has it?
1: Yeah. Oh, not not I,
3: maybe
1: no Ross. No, Ross Ross is what, two years older than us, so uh, he's nineteen eighty eight, so he's a, he's a senior.
3: Uh, he's, like for the first time in oh, our lifetimes watching St Mirren, it was good to see he's not involved in a relegation battle and for you know, most of the season, it looked as if we were going to like that, that run, as you said, It was grim, it felt as if we were going to lose every game I remember uh, watching the Aberdeen game in the pub with my pal and I kind of thought oh, that was us we were, I think we were near enough rooted to the bottom maybe 6-7 points it was horrible but nah, credit to Jim and that for Turning it around when they did in the high was decent. You know, in a season me, uh, you can celebrate an achievement like that.
4: Mm-hmm. That bit of kind of season in three parts for me was like such a kind of shite start to the season with everything that went on. We went in that really good run, and then kind of went post maybe February time, we've just kind of squeaked by really.
1: So, taking in the season as a whole, I'll, I'll come to everybody individually. Who's your player of the year? Uh, Craig. <laughs> I <laughs> uh, realised everyone was looking because I said i would go everybody individually and then didn't introduce anybody in. But Craig, who's your player of the year? <laughs> um, oh,
4: the whole team, they all deserve it. Aww. No, I'm um, not We had Junior Marais playing for us for <laughs> second to oh, um, oh, for me-
1: you, You've got to remember that Junior Marais held that ball up in those corners. Excellently and got us those three points that we needed at the time. So
4: okay. certainly contributed. Yes. Um aye, for me, Jack Anik, playing the season. Um it's honourable mentions, I guess, to to Tate, to Fraser, to Graf, yeah. but for me, Anik just the amount of points he's probably won us that we would not have finished in seventh if it hadn't been for him being in goals. He's just I so kinda of assured between the six and it was a tough act to follow when Hladke left. I don't think anyone expected to have a keeper come in that was going to be even, you know, speak better than what Hladke was. But
2: mm-hmm.
4: that's gigantic for me. It's just, I, hundred percent for the season.
2: For me, it's um, Jamie McGrath. I, I just found it impossible to look past the the goal contributions, and and I think it's it's so telling. I I was definitely someone who. Based on the small amount of football we got to see from him last season, and um, in, in the early part of the season, I, I didn't particularly rate him. You know, there was obviously something in there. He's, he's a skillful footballer, pretty composed footballer, but outweighed. I thought he was, you know, almost a bit of an empty shirt, just yeah. wasted. It didn't really seem to. He's, he's not a winger, you no, know, categorically.
1: He's a he's a number ten didn't. player, even when, you, uh, when yeah. he's been playing sort of in that number eight position. He gets a wee bit lost in the games, and I think yeah, he, the best we have seen him this season has been in the number ten role.
2: Definitely, and as soon as he was shifted in there, you know it's it's not a it's not a coincidence that then that was the the kind of real run of, of form to see him start to um, you know pull his you know that you know, Craig was saying there about Anik getting his points. The amount of games this season where without McGrath taking a chance from from 20 yards or, or having the nads to put away a penalty with a bit of pressure right. on him then that's that's I, again that's the difference between you know you're you're not just talking one position of a drop you're talking you're talking having a completely different end to the season uh, potentially so
3: mm-hmm.
2: I think uh, if one player scores that many goals in a season regardless of from open play or not then I'm um, I'm going to find it very very difficult to, to look past that so I think, uh, I think he's the, the one for me Sam
3: Richard Tate. I was swithering between him and Marcus Fraser, but I just think give it to Tate for how good he's been playing I mean at centre back to his Arsenal positions on Saturday as well. He's just he's been a seven eight out of ten every game he's played, maybe by the we kind of loss of the head against in United. I just think he's been brilliant defensively. We've not had a full back as good as that in a long, long time. He's just he's probably the best full back. Left hand, right hand side, we've had him like the past 10, 15 years easily. But I just, there's nothing, he's not got any flaws to his game. For a guy who's 31, he should mm-hmm. kind of be slowing down a wee bit, he should be running out of gas. But he's no, he's you know, fit as a fiddle and he's relatively fast. He puts in a brilliant amount of crosses as well, creates a lot of chances up at the end of the part. I, I feel as if I'm kind of underselling him, but he's just, he's, he's a brilliant player. Mm-hmm.
1: That kind of gives everybody's give one each so it gives me kind of the deciding vote and I'm with Richard Tate as well he is yeah like <laughs> you shaking your head for Craig you're trying to say yeah. Richard Tate's not the best player this season or one of the better players yeah, this I season.
4: I say you're a fucking gimp <laughs> <What>?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I could have said Joe Shaughnessy um, uh, Richard Tate is one of the fittest players we've seen we've seen what he does on his Instagram like his, his workout routines and all that and um I think like for a player his age who's according to motherwell fans legs had gone last season like i'm sure there's a few um embarrassed fans that have have said that who would absolutely wish that he was still at that club i'm glad that we have him i'm glad we've still got another year for him like sam said that um you think he'd be slowing down he's 31 now but he's not he's He's got the most energy towards the end of the games. Um, he's just been a vital player from defence, even to some attacking. He scored the first goal of the season in the opening game as well. And um, I generally think that he'll, he'll be after Andy Millen's record. and We'll see a 45-year-old Richard Tate still bossing it for us in the Europa Conference League or whatever that's called. He's,
4: he's not um... in the stairs after the games with a heart monitor on. Yeah.
2: <laughs> It's not just them. When you're talking about his fitness as well, it's, it's not just energy and, and pace, which is certainly not lacking in that, that goal line clearance
3: mm-hmm.
2: um, before Christmas, where he, he gets his, his his foot higher than his head and manages to to just get a toe around it. And, and I mean, that that was incredible, genuinely I, incredible. The, when he, the, he throws himself mm-hmm. into stuff like that, attacking as well, even made it to the the terraces opening intro. As did his red card. Oh well,
1: yeah, <laughs> <As> well. <laughs> A man of many also
3: standards. the also I'd say the best-looking player on the team easily?
1: Well, that depends how sweaty he gets because then his hair goes mental and he looks like a real bald man at,
3: towards the end. Uh, of the yeah. I can familiarise with that <laughs> feeling. <laughs> Same.
1: I'm going to I'm going to guess there's going to be very similar answers to this question as well um, because the majority of the players that we've said other than Mark um, have been new signings. But who would you say is the signing in the season? Anik for me. Yeah, I I'm, no. I'm going to say Annick as well, just because kind of what Craig said. They had the biggest shoes to fill, biggest gloves to fill. I know Richard Tate and mm-hmm. everyone, um, like Marcus Fraser and everyone that came in. We've, we've made some brilliant signings, but I think with the biggest role to fill in that team was our goalkeeper. We had the best keeper we've had in years, and then for him to leave and us to just bring in someone who I would argue is probably better than him um, is been some brilliant recruitment.
4: Absolutely. Anick.
1: I think
2: that's been yeah. the, the difference this year. They've they've really they've gone out and got guys for first team slots, I think, that have improved as pretty much in every you can quibble with some of the you know some of the squad players that have been brought in and haven't maybe lived up to this season, but we needed a keeper. We've got Anik. We needed a, a you know, needed a couple of fullbacks really. We've got we've got Fraser and you've got you've got Tate who have both been absolute standouts. so I don't really think you can complain with much of of, of who the, the kind of bigger investments have been this season at all but I would certainly have Anik at the top of that, that list
3: mm-hmm. <sighs> uh, Aye i will probably i said Tate me, but it makes more sense you know you had the, as Jamie said to the biggest boots to fill in Aye go for Jack
1: Worst signing oh, sorry <coughs> worst signing of the season
4: I remember what I said In the group chat Earlier on I think it
1: was uh, unanimous That Nathan Sheridan got it
4: Nathan <laughs> You
1: said Thorvaldson
4: Aye I, I think it's easy to say
3: look, Thorvaldson Because I mean, When did they play two games But I think like, Based off of, like, The signings Who actually played she- Sheeran is definitely up there But Brandon Mason Is also a very close shot Apart from one game Against the uh, Rangers I thought he was Really 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 bad Mm-hmm I felt a bit
2: bad for, for Mason at times. It just seemed like he wasn't capable of doing what he was being asked to to do. There was definitely something in there. You know, he was he was pretty rapid. He, as you said, there was a couple of games, particularly the, the Rangers game where he, he came in and he did well, but anytime we tried to actually rely on him as as a left back, he, he was found wanting and, and then the the games where he was given that licence to, to come forward a bit with with someone behind him, he, he didn't really cut it either so He's definitely in with his show. I would I would have shared and particularly when we, we kinda of made that that transition, you know, maybe a third of the way through the season to, to try to hold on to the ball a lot more and, and avoid the, the kind of longer ball stuff and you had less need for someone who's literally only in there to bump into folk than he was a, a bit of a, a sore thumb
1: unfortunately. I think we get quite excited about him as well because Jim Goodwin described him as a player very much in his own mould so we were like brilliant we're going to get someone who's going to bar folk and it never really happened and he only had maybe one really good game which we kind of said on Twitter and it eventually got like a few people blocking us over it just because we said <laughs> Nathan Sharon had a decent game Um, strange but um <laughs> uh. Another, an honourable mention to Colin Queener as well. I think just for that fucking miss mm-hmm. in the in the semi final, and the fact that he's got one of the worst first touches I've ever seen, and <sighs> and uh, he's just generally piss.
2: him is most frustrating signing because there's there's been glimpses of something there in terms of like athleticism and and whatever that there's you know there's he's been capable of a lot more, mm-hmm. but. When it comes down to it, and he was relied on, he made a complete dick of it. So,
1: and again, like he was training at Schalke, and I know Schalke are absolutely shocking this season. But since even like Sir signed someone who was training with Schalke this season, it seems strange for that to player to. I but
4: we End did sign some. somebody that used to play for Man United. So
1: well, that's true. Cristiano Ronaldo's best pal. <laughs> <laughs> um. <coughs> who's someone that you probably think's not that great but you would like to see is maybe give them a second chance and see if they would improve
3: i'm between two because as much as i have absolutely slaughtered erwin i do think over the past maybe three or four weeks he's actually been decent and i'm beginning to think that his strength isn't scoring goals and obviously before people like only- I kind of jump in and say, oh, That's what a striker's for. You know, there's plenty of strikers in the world who don't score goals, and their main kind of aim and the team is to set up chances for everybody else. I think that is everyone's biggest strength. He's a good passer at the ball, he's a, got a good touch, he can hold it up well. And you see Saturday, gave Bro for a couple of chances. I'd like to see maybe hang on for another year. No Craig will be full of rage. And he has I'm contracted
1: that, for it, so we would need someone to come in and. I guess Aye. pays some money for him, which I can't Aye, say
4: I think the, the contract situation probably means he's going to stick around. Mm-hmm. Aye, and I think Hopefully the agent's
2: shopping him in a ran again.
4: Aye,
3: another <laughs> <laughs> uh, one for me would probably be Finlayson. I think there's obviously Goodwin and clearly fancies him and kind of trusted him to put him in a in place of Shaughnessy. Oh, he got dropped for the last game of the season. They had a bit of a nightmare against Laugh at but there's better defenders who Lafferty's at gave the run around. I should have been tempted to give him more of a chance next year, see if he can give him can like kind attend of fifteen games, see what he's like, and if he's not up to it then mm-hmm. do what we need to after it. But yeah, he's probably worth a chance.
1: He's still a young player and when you've got a, like defenders at the club like Marcus Faser, Shaughnessy and Tate, like they're the ideal players to kinda of learn off of and like some sort of mentor or tutor kind of thing, so it's, yeah I guess we are going to see him, we have he was only on loan this season but with that kind of sign him permanently at the end of the season which seems to be going ahead going ahead. so I'd imagine we'll, we'll, we'll see more of him, so it's hard to judge him in these games, especially when he's kind of been thrown in after not really playing anything, again we don't have any reserve games for him to play in, could easily be a factor in that as well, so mm-hmm. yeah definitely worth keeping a hold of I
2: think it was um, Ross in the, the group chat had mentioned Cammy for mm. for this section as well um, which I, I think is a, a fair shout I'll, you know, I'll, I'll hold my hands up I'm a, I'm definitely a fan of, of Cammy I, I think he offers offers a lot but I think the a lot of the promise that was shown last season hasn't really materialised this year and, and rightly so he's found himself down the, the pecking order a bit with, with some of the quality that we've had for a lot of the season um, but I would be I would be sad if if he wasn't you know, if he wasn't kind of pushing on again next year, and trusted. that there's definitely stuff he does which traditionally we've always got you know kind of, kind of one person, one player in on the team that that can pull stuff out, and, and he is the guy. You know, much more so than someone like like Erdogan who I think does a, a very specific job, or or Flynn who's just a very very consistent player. camera is that guy that can show up from from 30 yards out and mm-hmm. and put one top in or. Who can spot a pass in behind a defence that that maybe others don't, or or something else that I think he's I think he's got real quality to him, and you would just hope that next year, I'm sure Goodwin won't be shy in telling him, you know, if if you want another, if you want another long term deal at the bottom of this, if you want people to start talking about you again in the in the way that some people were talking about him, you know, last you know maybe twelve months ago has been the next one that people might be taking an interest in then he probably does need to take the head down and, and push on a bit but I, I think we're a better a better squad for having a minute
1: and if Jack Ross happens to be listening he's fantastic and he's worth at least £300,000 um, <laughs> <laughs> who's a player that you'd happily just tell to fuck off I'm going to imagine I know already some of the answers I know Craig's already Craig what's your answer
4: I even need to justify that with a response yeah I, mean, cool. I, I kind of get what Sam's saying, but at the same time, he is a striker and people keep saying things like he, he, he might come good and he just needs to play alongside the right person or he's maybe not that type of player. That will cliche, but I think we've had a full season to, to try and get the best out of him and to try and get a, a return out of him. And ultimately for me, he's one of the forward options at the club what you do get judged on is your goals return and Evans is just shockingly poor for a, a striper I would be very glad to see the vacuum but I'll caveat that with only only if we could replace him with someday mm-hmm. better I know that wouldn't be exactly very difficult the way I kind of see it but there would be no point getting rid of them and just going with you know Dennis and Brophy up top, and Jameson and as a backup, I think we would really, really need more forward options. I can't imagine we would go from what, five options this season to just having the three next. So it just depends on who comes in for everyone and who we could get in for him. If he, if he does stay, I know I kind of go on about him a lot, how much I hate him, but I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be too bothered as long as we did sign somebody else. But I guess with we'll be kind Obika of being on the way out or haven't already left. That's that's
1: going to take care of itself, I guess. Yeah, I think when you look at our squad, like it's really tough to pick out a player that you think's absolutely awful that you want out of the club. I know a, a lot of fans listening or on Twitter shouting Joe Shaughnessy. Um <laughs> Joe Shaughnessy, I'm not I'm not going to go into that argument again. But um, <laughs> um, with the players that you know are leaving, who does it really leave to kind of mention? And I guess it is Lee Irwin because. Like you could say, like Mariah sort of beaker or whatever. Or not that I think more more fans will be wanting a beaker out, but like these players are already gone, so
2: as a tough. One. Yeah, he's, he's the only one under contract. That I think there's a a debate about the players that the clubs tied down for for longer have been the ones that have been successes already. Yeah, um, which again mentioned that earlier is kind of testament to the the recruitment this year. He's been the, the the only guy that's had more than a year on his contract that. I mean, you're even saying you wouldn't want around next year's Erwin, I've definitely softened to him um, to, to what Sam had said in the last the last month or so and I think if you can find listen if it, if it means him and Brophy's scoring 15, 16 17 yeah. goals a season then great and then then he's earned his, his spot in the, the team if, if he's the, the kind of key that unlocks that from mm. from Brophy and supports that but you're then relying on, on Brophy to actually do that Mm -hmm. if all it would take is Brophy to have a poor run of form or or, spots in the team for attacking players and neither of them are scoring then that that can't be allowed to happen for for long periods again this year um, you know profligacy in front of goals has been the issue this year so if if you're going to have a guy in there just to support someone else then
4: that other guy really needs to show up or you're, you're both getting P45s I think if the contract situation was fucked around a wee bit and it had been Obika with a year left and Erwin whose contract running out I don't think anyone would have batted an eyelid or wanted to see him stick around like why they wouldn't be you know too bothered about Obika kind of keeping them in front of the year mm-hmm.
0: yeah
1: so I'm, I'm going to ask one last question um, one that we probably haven't actually prepared but uh, top of your head like one player you want to see is sign next season
2: I think we need something in in midfield because I don't think we're going to have Doyle Hayes, and to be honest, I don't really think we've had Doyle Hayes for the last the last couple of months. Um, the, the kind of the, the Doyle Hayes that we got to know earlier in the the season, at least. Um, so that someone in midfield that can that can spray passes about. that's a very cool header. The one that everyone seems to be talking about is Regan Hendry, and what little I've seen of him, I would um, I would definitely agree with that. I think that there's maybe a little bit of overrating of Ross Callaghan going about. Because he's had a decent wee, wee spell and, and a couple of his better performances have been against us, but again, I would take take a step back and if if he's been analysed enough at the club side and they thought he was the guy to step in and offer something, then you know he'd obviously get my my back. but I think um, we need we need players out wide, particularly if it looks like are going. But I think um, we definitely do need someone in besides Erhun next season that makes us tick with a bit more consistency.
3: Uh, I'll go for. I'd love us to sign a dolphin for Hamilton.
2: Hmm.
3: I, th- I think our season could have been a lot better if we had someone of that ilk in midfield. Someone like a dolphin. Like, obviously, he's passed it now, but like someone like Alan Power, who will do the dirty work, will do plenty running about, will win the ball, pass it on to better players. I do feel at like times we missed that this season, and I think a dolphin ticks every box, you know, as well if need be, if it happened to. You. McCarthy, sean Sean O'Shea can play centre-half as well so I just think he's a very versatile player and this season kind of really was a standout for the Hamilton's worst team in years so mm-hmm.
2: we do look to Erewhon for that I think because he does um, that, that little bit deeper and he is a he has a ball winner Erewhon you know I think he is good at standing up to you know in, in front of someone that's that's carrying the ball and, and taking it away and he, he's not shy of a, a challenge but what I think I think Adolphin's a great shout because he's 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 dogged you know he' properly chase things down and, and run about and, and not give up until he stops um someone going by, whereas i think Erehorn, if, if i had to to criticize him for all that, that i think he can do in terms of winning the ball i, I don't think he, he kind of really pushes himself sometimes to to be that guy he's quite happy to to kind of stay back and let play come back to him after it he's not the most kind of direct for for that so someone that, that was like a proper Physical, getting torn in type midfielder, I think would would definitely help us next year. It would maybe let him go and do, you know,
4: more of of what he, he seems to prefer doing in terms of carrying the ball. Mm-hmm. I've seen uh, who was it that put in the the group chat last night that Andrew Shinnie is on his way out of uh, Charlton. Mm-hmm. Aye, Ben is going after him. Um, I think on the subject of Calica, I know a few years I've kind of talked about potentially getting in for him. I think Hearts are in for him too, so I wonder if he might... Kind of, I know he was there before. I don't the think Hearts are a great to them, but he might be headed back that way by the sounds of it. Uh,
1: for me, I, I've already kind of mentioned it in the previous podcast. Um, I saw a, a rumour about Devante Cole. I, I think that's definitely a player I'd be more than happy for us to go for. I think he's a perfect replacement for Obika and... Um, I think you could really add something to the team. We will obviously go into something a lot more detail during the, the off-season the off about players that we think we should go for once we see who's actually out the door. But we will be back after this.
3: Hi, I'm Jonah Beaker. You're listening to the Misery Hunters podcast.
1: and We are back and I believe Mark has a game for us again.
2: I do. The highlight of the week for everyone, I'm sure. <laughs> uh. The starting point for for this week, one we'll do the we'll do the same game as ever, Um high and low. Who uh, who wants to take it on this week? Actually,
1: well, I, I didn't play who, it last week, so I'm happy to play this week.
2: So Jamie's in, and uh, who who's defending the title from last week? Then was it yourself, Sam? That no, that
4: held I on in the end. I stuck in at the last minute again.
2: Yeah, again. <laughs> yeah, so I was trying to give you an out there, Jamie, so that you had a chance. But you're in against the the <laughs> foreign player.
3: <laughs>
4: oh, <smart. laughs>
3: You remember we got like in the old games,
2: <laughs> stinking. Um, with the, with the news that, that Billy Gilmer's made it into the the Scotland squad, I thought I would take his number of professional appearances as the the starting point. So the number that we're starting with is twenty-two. Mm-hmm. He has played twenty-two professional games and is on his way to the Euros. Um, your next question, so we'll start with Jamie as the as the challenger. How many goals in total? In all competitions, did John Obeka score for St Myrne? Is it more or less than 22? Less. Correct. It was 20. Okay. Like 12 and 8. Um, good start. So that next question. St Murn are one of the, the founder clubs of the Scottish Football League. Way back when, 100 and, 130 I odd think. years ago, 120 odd years ago. How many founder clubs in total were there for the, the the full league system in Scotland? Is it more or less than 20 clubs?
1: For the full oh, league system?
2: For the, the full league system. And to, to give you an idea of the kind of clubs we're talking about, there was two Paisley teams, Yeah, it's... included Ab- Abercorn, who were also a founder member of the Scottish Football
1: League. Is this in reference to the fact that there's two new Paisley clubs going into the, the Scottish Pyramid?
2: Uh, yeah so is it Glenvale and St Peter's Yeah, are both uh, that's great to see um,
1: that um, I'm going to say higher wait no lower I meant to say
2: first answer okay I, higher. I, I think I need to take your first answer because that's what I was bringing you into the whole time there was actually only 11 so yeah. you fall into my trap get that right out <laughs> <laughs> Craig so your number's 11 higher or lower how many Scotland caps did Gary Teal win is it more or less than 11 I think I know this but I
3: think I know the exact number
1: Lower. it's higher it's 13 13 yeah that's the number
2: I had 13 Scotland I I think he was just a year or so before he signed for us
1: I really liked him for Scotland and when we signed him I was like what how
2: (laughs) did he sign at the same time as as Thompson yeah
3: signed on the same day
2: yeah, that it felt like that was a a bit of a like a an era change mm-hmm. for us, but here we are. Um, I remember
1: um, okay. hearing a rumor that there was um, like scouts at Rangers getting like, absolutely torn into the fact that they they didn't go for Gary Teal, like they weren't aware that he was available. Whether that's true or not, I don't know, but that's just what what I've heard. He would have if warmed it, the bench that, at
2: Ibrox like, beautifully. So, Jamie, your, uh, your number's 13. Mm-hmm. While playing in Iran, Lee Irwin scored one hat-trick after coming on in the 53rd minute of a game for his club, Tractor. How many minutes did that hat-trick take? Was it more or less than 13? <laughs> less. Correct. It was less... It was seven minutes and is the current record for fastest hat-trick in Iranian football. Wow. Seven minutes. It's impressive. International, multi-continental talent. So you're number seven. Next question. In total, how many different clubs has Christian Dennis played for? More. I mean, higher. Yeah, it's ten. Ten. I included the non-league clubs. There's quite a few, like... Pubs that he played for, I think, that have made it onto his Wikipedia page right at the start. <laughs> boosted, the, boosted the goal. That's, that's um, the wonderful. goal ratio.
1: Who the fuck did you play for down the line? <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. I've not named any of the clubs. The, the dog and duck, slug and lettuce. <laughs> leave them out. Um, so your number's 10. We had a, an 11 match unbeaten run earlier this season across all competitions. But what is our, our longest unbeaten run in the league? in the league in our history is it higher or lower than 10 games higher correct I this might uh, this might three. It's actually 34 What in the 60s I'm guessing that was across two, two seasons because I don't remember us releasing a poster and DVD series about the Invincibles or, <laughs> or anything like that so it must have been split um, in total how many youth caps has LK Dormis had for Turkey across all levels I think 17s to 21s is it more or less than 34
1: less it's got to be less it's
2: just less it's 29 oh. Christian da- daily levels of caps <laughs> Christian <laughs> so your number's 29 how many league goals did we score this year oh. is it more or less than 29 it wasn't a lot <laughs> uh,
1: less less it was more it was
2: 37 no. and then, I couldn't yeah. believe it was 37 to be fair <laughs> and then here comes Craig to, to, to Mophoff and win <laughs> yep yep it was actually we scored one more goal than Aberdeen they finished what fourth hmm. I mean, nah, they did have eight games where they didn't score which is embarrassing but it wasn't the
4: worst game against the 3-3 against Komarnik, and then 5-1 against the United yeah, mm. so, yeah, yeah it's actually. true so it's What, 29 goals in
2: 36 games? Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's pretty exciting, isn't it? So, back to you, Craig. Your number is 37. Higher or lower, what was Jack Ross's win percentage at Sunderland? (laughs) His win percentage at Sunderland was 51. At 52, I think, rounding up. But what was his win percentage at Sunderland? Was it higher or lower than 37?
4: I'm going to say based on the amount of draws they had lower it was higher
2: Oh, I would have said lower as well because of the draws I know he had a win percentage at Sunderland of 50.5% Jesus I couldn't believe that they're in the playoffs they they didn't
4: lose many it's just that they drew far far too many games yeah Mm -hmm. Um, including including the
2: day everyone and Paisley went down to to wish them well what a lovely day that was (laughs) (laughs) Right, Jamie, it's on you final question all comes down to this answer it correctly, you're taking home the glory answer it wrongly, Craig has his fourth win on the best (laughs) 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 so your number's 51 how many days did Ray McKinnon stay as manager of Morton before judicing them and disappearing (laughs) off to Falkirk before the season really got going is it more
1: or less than fifty-one days? Uh I what? This isn't. I'm not giving a definite answer. I'm just giving what's going on in my head, just so it's not awkward silence. While I think, I want to say less. However, the number sixty-three is in my head, so I think he might have lasted sixty-three or sixty-eight days, maybe. So I'm gonna, I'm, right, I'm gonna go higher. Correct. Ah, uh,
2: yeah. He lasted ninety three days.
3: Ninety three days? Yeah, that's it. Was he got appointed to... in the June, didn't he? So he had like oh, he
2: had enough, three months in the job. Took a wage over the summer and then
3: disappeared.
4: What a guy. Hero. Good good guy, Ray.
2: Welcome to the Summer Hall
4: of Fame. And I have won... You've lasted ninety three days in Greenwood, that's impressive. <laughs> <laughs>
2: There's a life expectancy joke to be made there, uh, but I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> it'd, be, it'd be harsh. I've actually won. Congratulations Jimmy, that was a moment of high drama yes. it's, it's good to see Craig finally get toppled <laughs>
4: um,
1: But th- thanks for listening, remember our merch is available on uh, our t which the link is in the description, you'll find it all on social media as well, and um, as always, fuck Alex Ray
3: I fuck Mickey Mellon Yeah
2: Fuck Michael Mellon.
4: Fuck me, Owen.
0: (laughs) Sports Social Podcast Network.